the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Have they canceled Easter yet? Oh, you may think that's a little too early, uh, maybe right now to cancel Easter. I mean, what is it, August 4th? Uh, But they sure are already on the way to canceling Christmas. Got the news yesterday that Channel 11 has already scrubbed their holiday parade, which is actually a Christmas parade, but you're not allowed to call it that anymore. That's about five months away. Um, then the word came down today that the Christmas, sorry, uh, I'm sorry, holiday extravaganza at Radio City Music Hall in New York has also been canceled. That's a uh, an event that they uh, have around Christmas, even though they call it a holiday. It wouldn't exist if not for Christmas, but you know what I'm saying. So uh, what should we take from this? Well, the things that aren't supposed to happen for another five months are already canceled. Well, I mean, what really? What should we? What should we take from it? Okay, so there's preparation time. Uh, you have to make the decision well in advance to avoid doing a lot of work for nothing. That's obvious. But what is it that they know about where we're going to be in five months? That's that's what I'm wondering about. About three weeks ago, the Rose Bowl parade was canceled for the first time since World War II. That's supposed to happen on New Year's Day, so that's even further down the road than Christmas. I guess you wouldn't want to have lots of people spending lots of time making floats uh, that we're not going to get to be in a parade. I mean, what goes a float if it's not in a parade? But, again, what is it that everybody knows that causes them to cancel events that are scheduled for five months from now? As far as I know, the Macy's Parade on Thanksgiving Day in New York City is still on. I looked it up, and I didn't see that it's been canceled. I may have missed it, but as far as I know... The Macy's Parade is still on. Hard to imagine that surviving, though. That'll only a matter of time till that's canceled. And speaking of Thanksgiving, uh, by the way, what are the chances that His Excellency Governor Wolf, or Aunt Andor, I guess, uh, Aunt Rachel, will be telling us how many people we're allowed to have for Thanksgiving dinner? Ten seems like a nice round number. Would you be surprised to hear that uh, that's the uh, edict from your government? Let's keep the kids safe by... Limiting dinners to 10 people or fewer. What should we expect to uh, change between now and Thanksgiving that would uh, prevent that from happening? I, I, I just w- wouldn't surprise me at all. if uh, I'm not saying that they would have people coming around knocking on doors and, and then counting the people sitting at your Thanksgiving table. But the, they'll, they'll give you friendly government advice that we would really appreciate it. We want to we wanna really get this thing we've only been working on it by that time it'll be like what seven months that we we you know we'd really think it'd be a good idea if you only had i don't know let's keep it under 10 people at thanksgiving uh i mean what should we expect to to change between now and thanksgiving that would preclude that from happening has there been any date given for when the restrictions on restaurants are going to be lifted i haven't heard it as far as i know it's still 25 percent and i and again i might have missed it are we dealing with an open-ended situation here? And I think the kiddies should probably forget about Halloween. What do you think? I mean, how can we possibly put the kids in danger by having them go out on the street and knock on doors? Uh, the deaths uh, would just be uh, horrible, be the, the kids dropping like flies. Of course, this should all be determined based on where you live. People uh, in surrounding counties where they've had no deaths and cases in the single digits uh, probably should be able to have Halloween, maybe even Christmas. But the insanity of one size fits all seems to be still going strong. And uh, when we come back, I will uh, have some numbers for you, some amazing numbers for you that will give you a really good idea about what a stupid world we're living in right now. Stick around. Uncle Tom is a movie that leftist Democrats don't want you to see, which, of course, is one big reason why you should want to see it. Uh, Uncle Tom stars Larry Elder, Candace Owens, Herman Cain, and Brandon Tatum. Now, they all share three things in common. 
They're courageous. They had a life-changing experience, and they are black conservative Americans. Something else they have in common? Their voices are the ones the leftists don't want you to hear at a time when so many desperately need to hear it. It's their stories of how their lives were changed when they finally figured out the truth. It's the story of black conservatives in their own voice. You can see Uncle Tom now on pay-per-view. Just go to UncleTom.com and download it. The stories that these courageous people have to tell will shock you. Their journey will amaze you. It's a story of redemption and hope. It's the story of America's black conservatives, and it's the truth. See Uncle Tom now. Just go to UncleTom.com. You've heard all the lies about President Trump. Trump is a racist. Trump is Putin's pet. Here's the truth. Trump is the most effective conservative president that America has had in decades. And every lie they spread about him is targeting you. This is Kurt Schlichter, and my new book is called The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. It does what no other book does. It knocks down the 21 biggest lies about our president with facts and logic and humor. Trump obstructed justice. Trump hates immigrants. These are big lies, and the reason for the lies is simple. President Trump is the first president in a long time to stand up for the Constitution and for conservative principles. And when the left wants to tear down everything this country stands for, my new book, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You, explains why this president's courage and common sense are exactly what we need today. This is the most important book of the year. Read it and you'll agree. The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You by me, Kurt Schlichter. Get it wherever books are sold. This is the Entertainment Answer. What is my on-demand pick of the week? Well, how about The Secret Garden, which releases August 7th, starring Colin Firth and Julie Walters. In this newest adaptation of the best-selling classic novel, the PG-rated film follows a young orphan girl who, after being sent to live with her uncle, discovers a secret garden on the grounds of his estate. My name is Mary Lennox, and my uncle owns this house. I'm Colin Craven, and the uncle you speak of is my father. Again, The Secret Garden, on-demand August 7th. For this Entertainment Answer, I'm Matt Mungle. Hey, Mike, how's the house coming along? <sighs> needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking. Needs a new roof. The AC just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself. You know anyone? Oh, just ask Home Advisor. They match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool. Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's it cost? Actually, Home Advisor is always free to use. Nice. I'll check it out. Go to homeadvisor.com or download the free app. Home Advisor. I'm United States Surgeon General Jerome Adams, America's doctor. And all across our nation, we've taken steps together to slow the spread of coronavirus. Now we must continue to take personal responsibility to protect ourselves and our loved ones. Because even though not all of us risk a severe case of coronavirus, we all risk getting it and spreading it to others, maybe without even realizing that we're sick. So if we want to get back to school, back to work, back to worship, and back to overall health, there are things our country needs to do. We need to follow state and local guidelines. Take extra precautions if at higher risk. Wash our hands frequently. Stay six feet from others when we can. And when we can't stay six feet from others, please, I'm begging you, wear a face covering. These small actions will make a big difference. So I'm asking you to say it with me, America. Coronavirus stops with me. You can learn more at coronavirus.gov. Produced by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services at taxpayer expense. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Cancellations keep coming in. We told you about them a few minutes ago, so there's no end in sight for the shutdown. But if you look at the numbers, uh, it seems like there are lots of places around the country that should never have been shut down. And it really comes down to uh, not what state you live in, but what county. Norbert Michel is a research fellow at the Heritage Foundation. He's looked into a lot of numbers. He joins us now. Thanks for being here, Norbert. Hi, John. Thanks for having me on. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, President Trump uh, had an interesting, um, uh, well, actually kind of an embarrassing moment for him today in an interview <laughs> when he tried to defend the U.S. numbers compared to Europe. I don't know if you saw that. Um, but I did. What's I did. The, you did? Well, I, I, I didn't see it happen, but I read about it later on. Yeah, yeah. So but what's the number one takeaway from your research, uh, the numbers? I mean, you have a ton of numbers in your piece here. That, that's what got my attention. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
so in regard to what they were doing, uh, that was just bad. <laughs> but, um, you know, there are so many different ways to look at this stuff. But if you, if you look at this stuff on a population-adjusted basis, the U.S. is not the worst country. They're probably they're right around the bottom of the top ten. So, you know, none of it's great, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, but we're not the worst country in the world. And what people seem to forget is that we're one of the largest countries in the world, also the most developed, uh, with some of the most densely populated cities, especially New York. So you really can't just do a raw comparison, and you really can't do just a percentage of the population comparison. You have to do something like uh, number of deaths or number of cases per million when you're comparing to the U.S., and you probably should only compare it to countries that have at least a million or so people in them. So things are not as bad as some of those numbers would make it seem, even though President Trump didn't make a good case. Um, Now, one of the things that you'll see on a lot of the research that we've done is we've kept pointing out that here in the U.S., so aside from where we rank with the rest of the world, but here in the U.S., this is highly concentrated, uh, highly concentrated. We're talking about five states in the United States that still, as of right now, account for almost half of all the deaths, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, And and, and it's it's about a third of the population in those states. So that's, uh, in the last 30 days, the list is almost the same as the cumulative list. We're talking about places like Texas, California, New York, Florida, Arizona, um, New Jersey, um, some of those states are in both the cumulative top five and the most recent 30-day top five. Um, and even and it's even worse than that. If you look at it at the county level, uh, whether you look at it on a cumulative basis or whether you look at it in the most recent 30 days, this most recent surge, um, you're talking about a very small percentage of counties that account for most of the COVID deaths uh, in the U.S. So, um, for example, um, the top 30, which is about 1% of the counties in the U.S., account for almost 30% of all the cases in the country and just under half, like 46, 47% of all the deaths, much larger than their 17% share of the population in the U.S. Um, and if you look at the last 30 days, it's very similar. Some of the same counties are in both those groups as well. Uh, not all, but some, and it's the same sort of story. You find that most of those deaths, so about 40% of the COVID deaths in the last 30 days occur in just 30 U S counties. And that's about double their population share of 21%. That's the sort of thing that's been going on the whole time, the whole time that this has been in the U.S. And when you go a little bit deeper than that, you find that deaths and cases are very different in terms of risk. In other words, the risk of getting the disease is pretty much equally shared across the age structure of the population, but the risk of serious illness or death is much, much higher for older people. Younger folks make up a much, much larger portion, so say you're under 30, make up a much larger portion of the cases, but almost none of the deaths. Um, and for some reason, <laughs> we're, we're still in this, or not we, because uh, keep me out of that, but a lot of our elected officials are still in this sort of um, blinder mode where all we ever talk about is having these widespread lockdowns and business closures and it's not necessary and it hasn't worked. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, we, uh, we should be, be, we should be rational and do things that are more targeted. Yeah. And is it, I guess the question becomes when you look at the numbers, is the, is it willful or is it just um, uh, mm-hmm. panic or, or is it stupidity? I mean, yeah. uh, it's got it's got to be one of those three. <laughs> yeah, or or some combination. I mean, um, I think panic explained a, a lot of this at the beginning. I don't think panic can can rightfully explain it 
uh, in terms of the actual officials who are doing things anymore. Um, and, you know, it, it's not popular to say, but I mean, I think some officials have done much better than others. I mean, I think New York has done a horrible job and DeSantis has done a much better job in Florida. Um, and people will say, oh, but look at all the cases. And my response is, you know, again, cases and deaths are not the same thing. This is an infectious disease. It's already in the population. You, you can't stop it. All you can do is learn to live with it and, 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 better, and, and target your interventions for dealing with the higher risks. And they did that in Florida. They did not do that in New York. Um, right. the, nurse, the nursing home policy was just an abomination. And, you know, and, and, and that's why the death count, uh, even on a population-adjusted basis, is so much worse in New York than in Florida. Yeah, and the media are slobbering all all over uh, Governor Cuomo. Just uh, yesterday, yeah, uh, somebody seeing I think it was yeah. yeah, I think it was MSNBC. Um, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Nicole, um, what's her name? Uh, Nicole. Anyway, she I never watched, but um, she did a long <laughs> interview with Cuomo and never mentioned his policy of um, of uh, how he was dealing with nursing homes. She was yeah, slobbering yeah. all over him, telling what a wonderful job he did, and he's ripping other states as he's sitting there. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, the audacity of something like that on, on either of their parts is just beyond my comprehension, really. Uh, I don't know. I, and, and, and I don't want to call anyone stupid, uh, yeah. but I, I, will say, I will say that, um, you know, even here in, in North Virginia and the Maryland area, you still see a lot of this stuff. It seems to have gotten political. I mm-hmm. don't really know how or why we can't just take a step back for something like this um, and not do these things that are political. You know, school closing, that's another one. Uh, yeah. We just had a big thing here where uh, a, a public official in Maryland, one of the counties in Maryland, wanted to shut all private schools down. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so the governor got involved, and that was just a fiasco, you know. But the truth is, again, that people who are, say, you know, 15, 18 years old and younger are no not at a big risk of death. They are in much, much bigger danger than getting in a car accident, going to and from school, or going, you know, going no out question. to go visit places than, than of, of the disease. As the number of cases have gone up, though, as you're looking at your numbers there, has where they're mm-hmm. finding the cases changed much? As as the numbers for the you know the national numbers have increased, um, on a state level basis, very little. Um, Texas was not in the initial, I believe. Uh, I don't want to get this wrong. Um, so if you look at the initially where it was, we were talking about New York, New Jersey, um, uh, New York, New Jersey, California, Florida, Texas. And then Pennsylvania was out of the top five, actually. And in the last 30 days, it's just the top five. You've got Texas, California, Florida, Arizona, and New York. So New Jersey popped out. Arizona popped in. Um, So on a state-level basis, it hasn't changed very much. On a county-level basis, it's changed a little bit more. But you can look down the list, and that's, I mean, 30 counties is a lot to talk about. But, you know, you, you can go and you can look at the list and there are a lot of the same counties. At least two of the New York counties are still in the top 30. Um, you know, Cook County is still in the top 30. So, um, yeah, I think one of, the, one of the most impressive numbers that I got out of your piece, and we're talking to uh, Norbert Michel of the Heritage Foundation, um, and this piece is up at the Daily Signal. Uh, 1% of the counties are responsible for half of the deaths. Uh, that that's, that right. seems like uh, not enough to shut down an entire country. It just doesn't. No, and 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 aside from whether it's enough, you know, it it it's it doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's not it's not directing the strategy at the problem. It, it's just it, it's not addressing the risk, and it's not addressing whether what you're doing is working. And based on what I got from your numbers, too, um, it uh, also it, it looks like subways and trains were a big problem, and they don't have a lot of subways uh, in, like, Nebraska yeah. and, and <clears throat> South Dakota. 
Um, is that, uh, where there yeah. where there's mass that's, mass transit, no, there seems to be a big problem. Well, that's true, and I think that uh, it's hard to take that out of the equation. You know, for in terms of you know how everything got so bad so fast in the Northeast Corridor. But that's, you know, there's a lot of commuter railway traffic going on in between D.C. and, uh, say, Boston. And the biggest concentration of that, uh, you know, as you go further north between, like, say, Philly and Boston. Um, and out of those 30 counties, out of the top 30 counties, I think it was some, I think it's 24, it's in the T's, but I think it's 24 of them are in that corridor. Uh, you know, and that's where people will get on Amtrak and different commuter trains and go back and forth, you know, and that's what was going on for weeks at a time before anybody realized that this thing was here, you know. And that, and that so, was another case of, of New York uh, and uh, Cuomo um, that's right. playing catch up. They, they took that's right. The, no, that's exactly right. They could have um, shut things down and they didn't. Yeah. Now, there are counties out there, uh, lots of them that have one or no deaths, zero. And some of those are in states where they're being locked down the same, uh, with the same restrictions as counties that have hundreds or thousands of deaths. That's exactly right. <laughs> and it just it makes absolutely no sense. Um, um, up, to, up to a few weeks ago, um, the population share was almost exactly the same. It was about 17 16% of the population um, that also had no deaths, one or no deaths. Um, the numbers have changed a little bit over the recent 30 days, um, but they haven't changed all that much. Um, it's still, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it's still about 43, I think 43% of all the counties that have one or fewer deaths, and that's about a seven and a half, eight percent share of the population. Um, and they're responsible responsible for only three percent of all the cases in the U.S. Only, not even not even a half a percent of all the deaths. So let's stop and slow that down. So, like forty three percent of the counties have one right. or no deaths. That's right. That's right. That's just stunning. I mean, and and I mean, I've talked about it here locally, where we've had counties where there have been you know, four or five, uh, there have been, there's one county that I always point to here is Warren County up north in northern Pennsylvania. They've had, mm -hmm. well, they have 40,000 people in the county. They've had 11 cases in four months and one death. And right now yep. they are yep. under yep. the same restrictions that uh, I'm under here <laughs> close to Pittsburgh where it's a 25% capacity in restaurants. 11 people yeah. in the entire county. Yeah, see, that, it's just crazy. It just doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. And, and it's like that in places all across the country. You can go, we have several interactive maps on our website at heritage.org, um, where you can go and see, you can see all this stuff at county level. We update it, uh, every, every few days or so. Um, so it's been, we've been constantly updating this. Um, and you can, you can see, you can pick your county and you can see, and you can, you can see the entire state and get a close up and you can see the different colors to see where the lower numbers are versus where the higher numbers are. Um, and you can, it, it's that same, same picture all across the U.S. And um, it's kind of scary. And i got about a minute and a half left. It's, it's kind of scary to think that there are people like Joe Biden. I think I heard him say not too long ago that he would be in favor of a federal mandatory mask um, edict. And uh -huh. oh, there are gosh. people out there thinking that we should have someone – an emperor, I guess, declaring that everybody has to do the same thing, no matter if you're in one of those counties that have had one or no deaths. Yeah, yeah. It just, that's just nutty. It's totally batty. Uh, aside from the science, which is a whole other, you know, probably yeah. half-hour interview, but, but it, just, it just doesn't make sense to apply the same thing to everybody. It just doesn't make any sense at all anymore here. And the media seem to refuse to want to uh, break it down. It's not that hard. You've shown that it can be done. Oh, yeah. I think we've done a really good job of putting all the data out there. We're not saying you have to do this or you have to do that. We're saying just look, here's the data. You know, here's, here's where everything is. Um, and we've been putting it out for, for, for months, really. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you, you guys, i got to go, Norbert, but you, you guys have that. You can find that at heritage.org, correct? That's right. Yep, that's right. Hey, Norbert, I really thank appreciate you. you doing this. Great piece, a lot of great numbers there that everybody should look at. Norbert Michelle, thank you.
Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Okay. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Lebanon's health minister says at least 50 people have been killed, over 2,700 injured, in a huge explosion that rocked Beirut. The blast flattened much of the city's port, damaging buildings across the capital and sending a giant mushroom cloud into the sky. A civil defense official says his men had evacuated dozens to hospitals and that there were still bodies under debris. At least four people killed as tropical storm Isaisis spawned tornadoes and dump rain along the U.S. east coast. Two people died when Isaisis spun off a tornado that struck a North Carolina mobile home park. Authorities say two others were killed by falling trees toppled by a storm in Maryland and New York City. Stocks ending a bumpy day on Wall Street with modest gains. The Dow up 164 points. Now the Nasdaq up 38. This is SRN News. Hi, this is Jay Farner, CEO of Rocket Mortgage. Making the right financial decisions has never been more important. We can help guide you to those right decisions now when they matter most. Mortgage rates are near historic lows. So when you call 8338-ROCKET or visit us at rocketmortgage.com to start your refinance, you'll be well on your way to saving money every month. The rate today on our 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 3.375%, APR 3.59%. Right now could be a great time for you to take some positive financial steps forward with a cash-out refinance from Rocket Mortgage, which could give you the boost that you're looking for. In addition, we may be able to help you refinance with little or no out-of-pocket costs. At Rocket Mortgage, we're committed to every client, every time, no exceptions, no excuses, giving you the best mortgage experience. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn more. Rates subject to change. Pay 1.875% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. And MLS number 3030. Larry Elder explains how the president can't win in the media. Why isn't Trump using his powers to mandate a national standard for addressing the coronavirus? Because that would make him a tyrant. But she said you didn't want it. thought. On the other hand, whenever Trump tries to exercise his authority on immigration, oh my goodness, he's a dictator, he's a tyrant. You cannot lose this argument. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7 on AM 1250. The Answer. The Answer Pittsburgh celebrates the high school class of 2020, and we'd like to reward your college-bound seniors' achievement during our Senior Spotlight Sweepstakes, presented by Salem Media Group. Enter now through August 20th for a chance to win a $500 school package. Click the contest banner at TheAnswerPGH.com and upload a photo of your senior with a short bio of their future plans. Then, Friday, August 21st, one lucky senior will win a $500 school package. The Senior Spotlight Sweepstakes, brought to you in part by Salem Media Group, Salem Surround, and this station. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled the globe for evidence of some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now, with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, Journey to Egypt and Beyond, as Tim interviews the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. The results are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, the Red Sea Miracle Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code Pittsburgh for 20% 20% off. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. On the outbound Parkway West, some big delays. Banksville Road out to Carnegie. Inbound, also looking busy. 79 to Green Tree crashes off to the shoulder. Flooding still in Robinson on Robinson Town Center Boulevard at Park Manor Boulevard. Busy outbound Parkway East, Bates Street to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Accident on Bates Street at McKee Place. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
lightning shower or thunderstorm in spots, otherwise cloudy, low 60. Sunshine and some clouds for Wednesday, high 78. Wednesday night, clear to partly cloudy, low 57. Thursday, sun and clouds, high 81. Friday, a shower or thunderstorm, high 82. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. The riots uh, in Portland, another place that's been going on now for so long, you wonder if anybody's even paying attention anymore. Kind of hard to pay attention, uh, I guess not to pay attention actually, in Portland. <clears throat> Excuse me, Victoria Taft of PJ Media is always paying attention to what's happening out there on the Wild West Coast. She's been here a few <laughs> times to tell us about it. She joins us now. Victoria, thanks for being here. Thanks, John. Well, when are things going right. to settle the down wild, out wild there? Out here. What's wrong with you people out there? I don't have a clue. I think it's lack of leadership <laughs> and the fact that they let these guys get away with murder nearly every single yeah. night. Yeah, well, your latest story is about a standoff between Antifa and some pro-police uh, people. What was that all about? Well, these are folks who have finally decided to come out of their hidey holes in Portland and to stand up for what's right. There weren't a lot of them, but I think they came out on a Sunday afternoon just to stand up and say, look, this is our courthouse. It stands for the rule of law, and we're going to stand by it, and you guys can go take a hike. And across the street is the staging area for the riots, and that's where Antifa and their allies in Black Lives Matter, do not be mistaken, they're all some of the same people, except mm-hmm. Antifa's mostly white. And that's where they staged, and they came over and got in the grills of these people, uh, young and old, who were standing over there and basically just uh, essentially standing up to these Antifa folks. I mean, not doing anything, not really reacting, but sometimes laughing at them and uh, cheering for themselves and the rule of law. And um, so that's what happened. And it's kind of nice to see. Portland is a pretty is a pretty great town for that sort of thing. I mean, I was part of the Tea Party there, and there were a lot of times where we just all got together to stand up for the right things about what is good about America. And and it's just nice to see them do it again. Hey, they're alive. Yeah, and uh, you said staging area. You know, uh, when I hear staging area, I think of a parade. A parade has a, sta- a staging area. Is there like a designated staging area out there that they let them stage their, you know, pr- prepare their attacks? Sure they do. Yeah, they do every night. They, they are allowed to take over a uh, portion of downtown Portland, two-block area, right in front of City Hall. And, and it also borders on the federal courthouse. And every single day, they've got like 15 tents out there. And it is a disaster area out there, by the way. Overflowing toilets, uh, kitchen facilities, believe it or not, for riot ribs that are absolutely disgusting. And, um, and they, they're allowed to stage there. They're allowed to stay there. Uh, um, uh, you go what is there. it? What is it that allows them to stay there? Is it because they because it's a at that point when they're just staging, there it's a peaceful protest. Uh, but if if they're if they're if his um, toilets are overflowing and things like that, doesn't that qualify as a public nuisance that they could be told to get out? Oh, for crying out, John! Oh, John! John! <laughs> well, John, John! Well, but I mean, John. I'm trying to picture oh, that happening in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's not happening here. There's no way that that's allowed. I mean. We have a liberal Democrats here for the last seventy years. I'm just trying to imagine that going on for this for that long in Pittsburgh. I just don't see it happening. Uh, well, I mean, you'd think that they'd give up, give it up as a bad job, but no, they keep allowing it to happen, and that's the stunning thing about this. This is their willful inability to enforce the law equally in the city of Portland. This happens on a daily basis. People who de- defend themselves against Antifa, the marauding bunch of thugs that, that are part of Antifa and Black Lives Matter are the ones arrested and put away. And all the rest of them, why, they're just peaceful protesters. It is absolutely mind-boggling to have two U.S. senators sit in front of a Senate, Senate committee today hearing on Antifa and listen to them lie about the nature of this group and how peaceful it is. It is stunning. It is gaslighting writ large. And yet you have 
these senators in Antifa's corner, the Democrats and the ruling class, the monolithic culture, the political culture of Portland and Oregon, all Democrat, which, by the way, went sideways after mail-in balloting started. Never again was there a Republican elected to statewide office, with the sole exception, I shouldn't say that, was Dennis Richardson, who sadly died in office. Other than that, since mail-in balloting, no Republican mayor. That's another issue. But that's all part of the deal. It's a monoculture. It's just a one-party rule state, and they do nothing except support Antifa and Black Lives Matter protesters. So uh, if they are doing that, the senators are publicly supporting them, then that means it must be good politics for them. It must be. Yeah, sure. And so people are electing these idiots and they're and they're they're doing the they feel like they're doing the the voters bidding. And this is what this is what people want. They want the people throwing stuff at the courthouse and pooping on the ground and, you know, doing all the stuff that they do out there. (laughs) How does that become politically a good idea? It's the same goal. They both hate Donald Trump. Antifa is trying to get rid of him. These really violent, seriously large-scale, violent Antifa riots began in 2016, right before the election, and in 2017, right after the election, when Donald Trump was elected. And ever since then, they've, they've given these guys carte blanche to do whatever they want in the city of Portland, and it's because they have shared the shared goal of hating Donald Trump and wanting him driven from office, that they support, aid, and abet Antifa and BLM. Apparently it doesn't occur to them that what they're doing may be actually um, about to accomplish the exact opposite of what they're hoping to do. Well, I think that's one of the reasons why they gravitated and glommed on so quickly to the idea that Donald Trump was sending his secret police out there. They said, aha, Here's a way for us to use this as a, a little bit of a wedge issue. We'll go get Donald Trump on the use of federal officers in the, the basic policing of the city, and um, we'll get him on that, and while at the same time taking the side of Antifa without making it look like we were endorsing their violence. We're, we're standing up for Vic- civil liberties. We're talking to Victoria Taft of PJ Media. Victoria, are you, Victoria, are you a, um, a native of Portland? I am. I, I grew up there. Yeah, so you know I, this I, area I, well. Yeah. How long has it been like this? I don't mean rioting. I just mean when did it become or has it always been as liberal as it is now? Has it always been this that far left? Um, it has never. It's not been this far left. Um, I would say that it, the worms started turning um, in the Iraq war, uh, the aftermath of going into Iraq in 2004, 2005, when the things started ramping up, you saw more, quote-unquote, peaceful protests. You always saw the crazy animal rights protesters, and this is the home of the uh, Animal Liberation and um, Eco-Liberation Front, the Earth Liberation Front. So you've got domestic terrorists that have called Portland and environs their home. And you have that as your, your center you know, your your true north of these people. And then you add on all of these different, um, these, uh, you know, these different issues, war, anti-war, um, don't want the draft. And then you do it in downtown Portland so you can involve the university students at Portland State University and the ISO, the International Socialist Organization, and all of their allies. And you've got quite a, a group of people. And so this started in in the early 2000s in earnest like this. And you had so-called Portland Peaceful uh, Protesters, this organization, which was an umbrella organization, which included all of those terrorist organizations I just named. So it's, it's these stunning. It, so, yeah. So how many of these people are local and how many of them are imported? And, and you know, uh, have been, the word has been uh, spread that this is a good place to go if you're a radical and you want to really a far left communist uh, Marxist mm-hmm. um, revolutionary is this is it is it out there now that Portland's the place to go if that's what you're looking for? Yep, especially now because the feds are 
this Fed still have a presence, but they came from San Francisco, Berkeley, the other parts of the Bay Area from Seattle. Bill Barr, if he wanted to, the attorney general, if he wanted to go after people for crossing state lines for purposes of riot, which is what he brought charges against some people for in uh, Minneapolis, he could do it. He'd have, in fact, I've actually written about one of the guys who's gone from city to city to riot, and uh, he's already got a rap sheet a mile long. Um, if he wanted to do that, if Bill Maher wanted to come up there and start comparing notes, he could do it. And in fact, I just heard today during testimony, it's been uh, not exactly uh, open kimono on these stats, but 300 investigations have been launched from the riots in Portland. 300. And uh, let's see how many people were arrested. I think it was, oh goodness, there was quite a few people, 97 people arrested so far. Yeah, 97 arrests out of Oregon alone. So the feds are doing their job. Locals are not. Are they mostly white and young? Yes. And um, do you think, how many of them do you think remember George Floyd's name at this point? I think none of them do. I don't don't think they know why they're out there. I think they're out there just to be out there. And I Mm -hmm. think they're out there to, um, to oppose Anything that Trump is is against, therefore, it's that stupid and that simple. It is astonishing how stupid these people are. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you, I mean, you keep thinking, you know, John. I know you're. I know you know this, but you know, you engage these people, uh, and you will find very quickly that they are about an inch deep in their knowledge of anything. If that, if you opened up their heads, you'd find a bumper sticker with a slogan on it. That's pretty much what's in there, yeah. right? Yeah, I would say so. Uh, uh, because I mean, you see them saying the same things, um, and and uh, are they are they legitimately insane? Some of them, people you've have you you've come across or hear about oh. out there. Well, you you saw that one the one um, story I did yesterday, and it had that video in it of these two jackals who came after these people standing out in front of the courthouse with. Yeah. Uh, you know, American flags and Trump signs, and you know, we support the police and that sort of thing. And they made absolutely no sense, except I will say this. In general, they have, because it's day, what, what is it, uh, day 67, we're nearly to 70 full nights of rioting in, in uh, Portland now in this latest spate of rioting. And you will see that they be, have begun to reveal themselves as the communistic um nihilistic people that they are no belief system except that which they is in their own heads uh they don't believe in god and i mean they literally express that god doesn't exist he's just made up and so is blue lives matter as one of the individuals said burning exactly that burning they, bibles the other day part of the routine though yeah they're making uh, yeah, so, I mean, they've sort of run out of things. Now we're really getting down to the nitty-gritty. I mean, it's really a spiritual battle. I mean, honestly, it really is. I mean, do you yeah, believe in your what... country? Do you believe in the God who's granted you, imbued in you, the rights that you have as a U.S. citizen? And if you don't agree that God has imbued you and given over to you the rights that you hold as a U.S. citizen, as, as expressed in the U.S. Constitution, then what do you have? You've got nothing. You don't have right. religion, and you don't have a country. Yeah, I was going to say that when you start burning Bibles, you are really you've you've you're down to the I don't know I don't think you call it scraping the bottom of the barrel for coming up with things to offend people, but that's about I mean you're 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 really trying hard if you start burning Bibles in public. Yeah, they're trying to do whatever they can do to stir it up, and uh, so that's I mean that's what's going on. It's just another it's, day, another burning. Any news on what Naked Athena is up to? She's been booked at any strip clubs out there or anything? Or what's that, what, you know? <laughs> well, you know, you know, we found out that the guy who was protecting her was just uh-huh. arrested for yeah. throwing a bomb, that large, uh, large bomb, against the federal courthouse. And so mm-hmm. she had, doesn't have a protector anymore. So I'm not sure what she's going to do without him. She, well, she might, uh, for, she might for have people to who don't know, she, was a, she became a, a YouTube star. She was, I mean... Totally naked, running around in front of the uh, front of the cops, I guess, out there, and uh, she seemed to do a pretty good job of distracting them. It worked, and uh, nah. she's a local character. 
you know, I've never seen her before. They, they, um, you know, they basically have these are these are staged shows. These riots are, and mm-hmm. so the moms that that are supposedly these women that are supposedly the wall of moms. That's yeah. just bogus. Those people, those people have been out there every night. I mean, maybe some of them are new. Maybe not. Probably not. You've got the wall of vets. Okay, sure. I'm sure Antifa has a couple of vets involved. Let's call everyone a vet now. And then they had the dads group, the wall of dads. And the dads group brought out leaf blowers. And you might ask yourself, gee, gee, why would, why would they need leaf blowers? Well, they need leaf blowers to blow back the uh, CS gas and the tear gas that is um, expelled by the feds toward the protesters. And so um, that's why they use that. So these people are, these people are, uh, you know, they've got, there's ads out looking for these people, people on Twitter looking, uh, who say, hey, we need dads to come bring your leaf blowers. They've all read the uh, how-to manual on how to riot in Portland because they actually have debriefed. Um, they've done after-action reports on what works in other cities, and so they've uh, put together a compendium. They all read it. They all know what their jobs are. They say, we need this, 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 and this. These, are, these people are they're rioters anyway. There's a leftist have, mob anyway. I have about 20 seconds and a hard break. When's it end? How long is this going to go on? Oh, it'll go on until November after mm-hmm. the election. Short answer, simple answer. Makes sense. Victoria Taft, thanks Thank a lot you. for being on the show. Appreciate it. Thanks, John. Okay, have you on again. Victoria Taft of PJ Media. Read her stuff at PJ Media, and I'll be right back. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com. Code 3388. Enjoy. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. Genesis 950 with water breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can even be used in a carpet cleaning machine. And it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Before you purchase new carpets, you must try Genesis 950. It's made in America. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's a disinfectant that kills viruses. It can be used on surfaces and floors by mixing one-third Genesis 950 with two-thirds water. Apply to surface and clean with fresh water. It's great for floors, bathrooms, kitchens, garages, grease stains, wheels, tires, decreasing engines, and upholstery. It's available on Amazon. However, if you order a gallon direct at Genesis950.com, you'll receive a free spray bottle and discount using code SALEM. That's Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com. Code SALEM. Genesis950.com. Code SALEM. Genesis950.com. Code SALEM. Code SALEM. Code SALEM. Code SALEM. Code SALEM. Code SALEM.
SalemCity.com. Code Salem. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Food for the Poor's On Hillaloma talks about the impending food crisis brought on by COVID-19. Now the biggest shortage is food. That surprised me because I thought it would be medicine, it would be this, it would be the other, which we're still sending. But almost every single one of our partners said that food is the greatest need right now. Because can you imagine people who are living less than $2.41, which is the definition of extreme poverty, of destitution. If now they have lost the ability to do whatever they were doing before to earn that $2.41, that is going from from hunger into starvation. So I was going to say it's not hard to imagine uh, what it's like in those countries, places like Haiti and in the uh, in Central America. Uh, what it's like for people who are already struggling for food and just everything in uh, daily life. But actually, uh, how hard it would be to imagine uh, what's going on with COVID-19 down there with all this happening. But it actually is not possible to imagine it. Uh, And uh, Food for the Poor is doing the usual job that it does. It gets food to people, and it needs help from you. And the great thing about this is that you know exactly what you get for the money that you give. $37 provides emergency food relief for a child for six months. Six months. For one one uh, kid there gets to eat for six months for $37. $185 gift, food relief for five kids for six months. $185, bucks, 5 kids eat for half a year. They'll be eating till next spring or till after Christmas, I guess I would say. $370 one-time gifts, one-time gift. That's emergency food relief for 10 kids for six months. And uh, we need you to help out and give... To this uh, uh, project, and it's eight four four eight six eight four six seven three hope. That's eight six eight six eight four six seven three is the number eight four four eight six eight four six seven three, or go to the uh, website at um, at answerpittsburgh.com and click on the emergency food relief. Hope you do it. See you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.